I'm Neil Zacharias, and you're listening to Eat for the Planet. On this show, we try to answer the question, how can we eat in a way that nourishes us without starving the planet? The show features conversations with food industry leaders, health and sustainability experts, as well as entrepreneurs and creative minds who are redefining the future of food. My guest today is TK Pillen, co-founder of Veggie Grill, the largest all-plant-based restaurant chain in the United States. With locations up and down the West Coast and starting to expand nationwide, Veggie Grill was named one of the 25 most innovative consumer brands of 2016 by Forbes. TK is now also an investor and co-founded Power Plant Ventures, a venture fund that supports visionary entrepreneurs while leveraging the power of plants to deliver better nutrition in more sustainable and ethical ways. In our conversation, TK shares the inspiring backstory of how he co-founded Veggie Grill despite never having worked in the food space. He also shares his tips on what it takes to be a food entrepreneur. If you run your own food business, are aspiring to break into the sustainable plant-based food industry, or you just love an inspiring success story, this episode is a must-listen. I'm here with TK Pillan, co-founder of Veggie Grill, and now co-founder of uh, Power Plant Ventures. TK, thanks so much for being with us today. It's a pleasure to be here. So TK, let's start off with um, your background. You've, um, you're one of the co-founders of Veggie Grill, as I pointed out, which launched back in, I think, two, 2007 now with one restaurant in um, Irvine, California and now has grown to about 28 restaurants. And correct me if I'm wrong, because you seem to be opening up new restaurants uh, every few weeks. Um, and as the reason I heard is your, you know, the latest news on Veggie Grill is you're expanding nationwide, hopefully coming to the East Coast where we're located. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about your background and how you got started in this space? Because that's really interesting. You came from a tech world from the tech background, you were an entrepreneur and then moved into the restaurant space, and now you're a VC. So let's start with Veggie Grill. How did that get started, and um, where are things now? Uh, sure. So, uh, so your your numbers are correct. We uh, now we're, we started in 2007 and uh, with one restaurant, and now have 28 and uh, uh, up and down the West Coast, and uh, are getting ready to expand. Uh, expand eastward um and uh my journey into the food world was uh as you mentioned uh uh, uh somewhat unique i started uh as a technologist i went to mit uh to get my engineering degree and then uh, get into the uh, computer systems field and uh started a e-commerce development company in the mid 90s as a uh uh, on the first wave of the internet and uh, uh, had a very uh, successful startup that grew very rapidly with the uh, uh, rise of the internet, helping uh, large companies and, and startup new dot coms develop their full e-commerce uh, online capabilities. And uh, uh, that company grew uh, very quickly from my partner and I to 200 people in five years. And, uh, uh, 30 million in revenue and uh, luckily sold a piece of the company at the right time in 99 uh, and uh, and then managed it through the downturn and uh, uh, got, got it back to profitability and uh, got to a point uh, in 2004 where uh, uh, I was ready to step away from the business and uh, and so I did and uh, took a little time off and uh, had a blank slate in terms of uh, what I wanted to do next and uh, started playing with a few different ideas, uh, several of them in the technology arena. But uh, one thing that uh, I started to uh, become educated on and noticed more and more was just the amazing uh, issues we face from a health standpoint uh, that, that are uh, that were at the time, this was uh, uh, late 2004, early 2005, where uh, I think we were just as a country becoming aware of the, 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 the huge health care issues we have, the, 
the epidemics uh, epidemic we're in in terms of heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and uh, and then the dependence on pharmaceuticals. And uh, coming from uh, a little bit of a holistic uh, Eastern background, uh, I, I just knew there was a better better approach to solving the problems than, than what I was seeing out there. And so I really decided uh, I wanted to create a business that would help uh, uh, move the country uh, in the right direction. And uh, so I started with that kind of uh, larger purpose and then started drilling it down. And uh, one thing that bothered me uh, on a day-to-day basis was just my my ability to or lack of ability to go and get a healthy delicious convenient uh bite to eat when i ate out and and uh, uh and i, I i'm not a, a cook i don't i'm not a very good chef and so i ate out a lot and but was health conscious and wanted to eat well in a way that would promote my health and just thought uh you know we were we just had a a dearth of options. And so even if you wanted to eat well, it was just extremely hard to do it. And so uh, uh, that bothered me and uh, uh, bothered me enough that I started doing a little bit, a little bit more research on, on that and uh, uh, decided that uh, based on my research, that it wasn't just me. This was a fast food nation had just come out. Super size me had just come out. Um, uh, the organic foods business and Whole Foods was just uh, starting to accelerate on its growth, uh, and uh, and some survey a survey had just come out I think by Merrill Lynch that 75% of the people out there were unhappy with their fast food choices. So I decided you know it's not just me there there really is a demand for uh, better quality convenient food out there, and uh, so. Then I decided, you know, here I was, and I was working with a partner uh, on some of this research, and uh, we both had zero food experience, so it was still kind of a, you know, pie-in-the-sky idea of healthy, healthy, convenient, uh, delicious fast food. Uh, How would we actually, you know, create something? And so I decided to just go out and visit every healthy restaurant I could find, and uh, uh, this was back in 2005, uh, and City Search at the time was a, an online guide to uh, to places to eat, and they had a um, uh, a healthy restaurant guide, and so I basically got that guide and drove all around Southern California uh, to see what was out there that could healthy, uh, convenient, delicious fast food actually exist. Did it exist? Could it exist? What? What? Did it, what, what? You know. And so uh, I visited uh, a lot of different restaurants, trying to figure out if there was a real solution that could be, you know, could be scalable and uh, meet that need that I was trying to, uh, to meet or that problem that I was trying to solve. And uh, uh, on that list of restaurants were several vegetarian and vegan restaurants that. Uh, uh, and when I started out on this research, I was not a vegetarian or vegan. I was kind of a, a what I'd call a standard health conscious eater. I avoided red meat, uh, but ate plenty of uh, chicken and, and dairy. And um, so I had not ventured into these vegan and, rest- and vegetarian restaurants. Uh, and, uh, uh, and so I, I went into them and they were all kind of, you know, out of the way, you know, several of them were whole, you know, kind of hole in the wall type places, you, even though you had the address, you couldn't, you had to really <laughs> search them out and find them. Um, and, I mean, uh, everywhere, and everyone in them wearing hemp sandals and, um, and, and you can smell patchouli <laughs> in the air. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, yeah, don't get me wrong. I have a ton of respect and admiration for the, for the early pioneers, but they, they, a lot of them fit a certain stereotype. Uh, and, uh, um, and, and then I did have some stereotypical meals, you know, that, that you might, you know, that maybe were tofu and sprouts type meals, uh, that just didn't, didn't really, 
satisfy me or, or give me the idea that this could be something that could be uh, made into a mainstream concept. Uh, but then I also had some meals that were really satisfying and flavorful. And, and uh, that kind of was a, you know, I'd call the first light bulb of a aha moment. It's like, wow, you know, this, this food that uh, has zero meat is actually really uh, flavorful and satisfying. And I think it probably, vegetarian food is probably better for me. So let me, let me, let me really look into this. So that was kind of the, the first light bulb. And so, uh, so then I started uh, really looking into, well, what are the benefits of uh, vegetarian eating? Uh, it seems like it's better. It should be better for you, but uh, it seems like it should be healthy. And, uh, and the timing was pretty good because I think at that moment, you know, a lot of the research was just starting to get out there about the benefits of, uh, uh, of plant-based eating. Uh, I read the China study which had uh, recently come out uh, and uh, several, the American Dietetic Association just come out with a new position uh, talking, uh, stating that vegan and vegetarian diets were health promoting and reduced your chance of several, several diseases. Um, and uh, I read diet for a new America, uh, even the American, the American Heart Association had come out uh, with, you know, with or had uh, uh, validated some of the research out there about the reduced chance of cardiovascular disease. Uh, and so that, you know, it really struck me as like, wow, this is real information and powerful data that plant-based eating uh, does have uh, a lot of benefits. And, uh, uh, and so I, I, you know, I decided I should try this myself. <laughs> so I became a, a plant-based eater um, as part of my research. And, um, um, and I lost about 20 pounds. My cholesterol went from over 200 to under 140. I just felt great. Uh, just a lot of energy. Uh, my workouts, you know, just were much more effective and uh, uh, and so I became a believer that this is a better way to eat. And it kind of a little bit was kind of like when I discovered the Internet and, and the web and kind of said, well, this is a better way to actually conduct business uh, or has a huge amount of uh, value. And so that was kind of the big second light bulb, light bulb for me. And uh, my partner, Kevin, had actually done the exact made the transition as well and had very similar results. And so we both together became huge believers in, in the benefits of plant-based eating. And, uh, and then we also learned about uh, the environmental side of it uh, and, and the ethical side of it from a factory farming perspective. And just uh, as I, you know, the great thing is a lot of this information is becoming, and, and by the great work you're doing at One Green Planet is becoming more and more uh, prevalent, but uh, back then it was really uh, that day uh, that information wasn't out there, and uh, I had uh, luckily found you know dived into it and, and, and learned learned a lot of this, and, and it really had a big impact on me. And uh, and so uh, Kevin and I both developed a real passion for trying to create a uh, a healthy dining concept that that was all about plant-based foods uh, because of all of the 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 the, the, the powerful uh, benefits from both a health and a societal aspect and so we, we developed a lot of passion around that and, uh, and uh, continued to uh, um, you know do everything we could to try and make that a reality uh, uh, and uh, uh, so we can, you know, so that was kind of a sec. The second light bulb was just, wow, this food actually has powerful benefits and it solves this problem. Um, and uh, and then the third light bulb was as as part of my uh, research, uh, I brought a lot of my friends who were not uh, vegetarians and or vegans, uh, as I had not been uh, up until three months prior, and um, uh, to some of the restaurants where I thought. Uh, the uh, the dish some of their dishes were uh, pretty satisfying and 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 so I brought them in and I said uh, yeah, hey am I kidding myself here am I fooling myself does this food actually taste good and 
the feedback I got almost universally was, wow, you know, this, this food actually does taste, taste great. And, uh, you know, I would, I would eat here a few times a week. Uh, but, you know, I, I just, I don't really, they were looking around saying, I don't really feel comfortable here. It feels like I have to be a vegan or vegetarian to walk in the door, uh, that I'd have to sign a petition and, and be part of the club and, uh, you know, maybe rub the, rub the Buddha's belly on my way in. And it's just a place I, I it's just a place I wouldn't come in. Uh, and so that was the third light bulb. It was like, okay, you know what, there's, there's food here. There's a, there's an opportunity to take this, 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 uh, this type of food, plant-based foods and package it in a way that would really make it approachable to non-vegans and vegetarians and uh, make it appeal to a much larger audience. And, and so that was the third kind of light bulb and passion and vision and, and really set about, uh, set our vision for doing that, for taking plant-based foods to the mainstream and uh, for all the re all the benefits we uh, I just mentioned, but also you know with the goal of getting it to a much larger audience, taking it from that niche vegan vegetarian uh, group that was already seeking it out to a much larger mainstream health conscious group that once they tried it and and, and uh, enjoyed it and started seeing the benefits would hopefully eat a lot more of it and, and start changing their own diets. And so that, that was our vision. And, uh, and luckily, uh, as we dived into it, we were able to bring on a great, uh, a great uh, third operating uh, food partner who had a lot of experience developing, uh, uh, developing uh, vegan uh, food and plant-based food. His name was Ray White, and uh, he 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 was an innovator around creating uh, delicious plant-based foods in a fun uh, in the in the form of burgers and sandwiches and and familiar food that we we really thought was what we needed to do. Make it as fun, friendly, and familiar as we could, along with tasting great. And so uh, Ray joined us and and. Uh, uh, we set out on creating uh, what we thought would would do that. Would would take plant-based foods and make them fun, friendly, and familiar in a convenient setting. And uh, ended up uh, doing a lot of work on the brand. That's what I spent uh, a ton of my time and effort on because uh, one of our biggest fears was was people just wouldn't even walk in the door because it was a vegetarian restaurant and, and they had that vegetarian, you know, they had that vegetarian stereotype. And, and again, this was 2005 and early 2006 when we were doing this research and uh, we, we actually opened the first restaurant at the end of 2006. Um, and so this, you know, we've come a, a long way in, in the last uh, 10 years in terms of people's, awareness and acceptance and actually desire for uh, healthy and, and plant-based foods. Uh, but at the time, it was still, you know, there was a huge stereotype around the food being bland and, and flavorless and, and, and tasting like cardboard. And so we did everything we could to create a fun, friendly, approachable brand and, and menu and ambiance and and, and, I, and I created versions of the menu that uh, I took around to all everybody I could that fit our profile of health conscious mainstream eaters and asked, you know, showed them the menu and, and, and asked them, you know, look, would you, when you see this menu, would you actually, uh, when you walk in the door and you see this menu, would you actually stay and sit down and eat or would you, you know, would you uh, walk out and go somewhere else? And, you know, that's what, uh, I learned a lot about consumer branding and marketing, and you've got to pass that blink test. Somebody, you know, yeah, they make an unconscious decision. You know, uh, Malcolm Gladwell in his book Blink talks a lot about it, about how we don't even know what's going into our decisions, but unconsciously there's things just need to feel right or not feel right. And uh, and so a huge part of Veggie Grill was how do you create a, a you know, put this, plant-based food that people are unfamiliar with and put it in a way that they're going to look at and say, yeah, you know, it looks pretty good. I'll give it a try. 
and uh, so we did a huge amount of work on the name, the menu items, the uh, the overall design of the of the uh, of the restaurant, and uh, luckily we 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 got got it to a point where when we opened the doors of our first restaurant in, in Irvine and crossed our fingers and hoped that people would come in, uh, they did. And, 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 and then once they tried the food, they kept coming back and telling their friends. And, uh, uh, and so it, uh, it ended up, uh, working out and not without, uh, uh, work, a lot of work to grow it from one to 28. But that first one was the, the huge risk of, uh, you know, when, when I first, when, when Kevin and I first said we were going to do this and, and then, uh, before even Ray joined, uh, and I, I was telling my friends what we were doing and even after Ray joined and, and, you know, nobody was jumping up and down saying this was a great idea. Um, oh, I mean, this was, this was in the early days too. I mean, now we still feel like we're in the early days of this shift in the way people are eating, but back in 2005 and six, I, I can't imagine. I mean, there's, uh, I find the story so fascinating and there's just so much to unpack in, in your backstory. The fact that you, I love the fact that you drew the comparison to the internet because um, I started off in the tech world too and, and I'm still somewhat connected to the tech media world because I've still, One Green Planet's um, media, digital media property. But I spend my time thinking about food and I think that's that's the exciting new space. And I remember back in being in law school thinking, Wow, this internet thing look, looks cool, and maybe I should do internet law, or maybe I should focus in that space. And eventually, ended up working for for big tech companies. Uh, and people back then did say, "Well, this internet thing is for nerds. It's for kids. It's it's not a real business platform in any way." So the fact that I mean, you I guess you pretty clearly have been forward thinking very early in life, and saw that with the internet, and now has seen that with uh, the need for um, healthy, fast, casual food. And that space overall, not not just looking at the plant-based food space, if you just look at the overall fast, casual, healthy, bowl, salad, restaurant space, that, that space has exploded in the last few years itself. So, you know, I think it's amazing that you, you started off and stuck to your um, passions, which I think obviously came before you even went in and started that first restaurant. I mean, people, I'll tell you from my first experience being in uh, in Veggie Grill, I was um, I was living for a short while in California at that time. And I think you had just opened um, a Veggie Grill in um, just outside San Francisco in Corte Madera in, uh, in the, um, uh, in Northern San Francisco, uh, North of yep. San Francisco. Yep. And I think I walked in there during the first week and it was packed with people and I had never been a Veggie Grill before. And it's very clear that you put in a ton of effort to create that experience because it was nothing like I had experienced before. It felt like I was in a fast food restaurant. I almost couldn't believe that everything was plant-based. And I remember talking to the person, um, the cashier, and um, asking them, why is this so crowded? Is this, was this a hot new restaurant that, that um, everyone knew was opening? And, and that person's response was, well, most people just look, don't even know it's a vegan restaurant. They're walking in. Most of them even order the, I think it's the Santa Fe chicken sandwich, which is one of your most popular sandwiches. And mo- they don't even have an idea that, that it's, a, it's a plant-based or a vegan restaurant. They just assume it's because uh, it has veggie on the name. It has, uh, it's healthy and it has uh, plant-based options. And um, so I think obviously it seemed all seamless and... And to a end consumer who makes that decision in a you know in a moment, as you pointed out, in a blink, when you see Veggie Grill or you walk in, it's uh, it's the food, it's the experience, it's the branding that draws you in. So I'm, I'm I think it's it's cool to hear about you talk about the effort you put into thinking about that even before you launched your first restaurant. Because, um, you know, most people think this is easy. I can start a restaurant. Well, I can make some great food and, and people will show up when um, there's a lot, lot, lot more to it than that. Yeah. Yep. No, abs- absolutely. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, I appreciate your, your comments. And, uh, and yeah, we, um, yeah, you know, I think one thing I, I harp on is, uh, 
is really there was a, a huge amount of passion here because uh, Kevin and I just, and luckily we had each other to validate our, our opinions that this this was uh, this food was a better way to eat, and uh, and we weren't crazy because uh, here we were two guys who hadn't even been uh, vegan or vegetarian six months earlier and had never been in the restaurant business saying we were going to open a, uh, a vegan restaurant chain. And uh, so, uh, but, you know, my, my wife delicately suggested that maybe I should stick to technology. Uh, but, uh, but luckily she, she did support me. And, uh, and uh, um, so, you know, we just, uh, we just, just like the internet in the early days that, you know, some people thought would never be a, uh, a vehicle for, full-scale e-commerce. I mean, we just, we believed in the benefits of plant-based foods. And, and then I think uh, based on the huge societal uh, benefits, we just decided we were going to go for it, even though it did seem like it was pretty far out of our uh, our area of uh, expertise. Uh, it was just something we felt uh, passionate about trying to make happen. And then luckily we were able to bring on Ray and, uh, and then, and then, uh, built up a team that really, uh, allowed us to be successful. Yeah. I mean, you, I think a lot of people have passion, but then don't necessarily have either the business acumen or the right partners to make it all happen. And it seemed like you had already set up a successful business before that you had some, um, some sort of capital or runway to get started with. Um, and I believe you, and Kevin bootstrapped it in the beginning um, and, and then eventually raised some money through friends and family. And I think that's, a, that's, that's, an, that's an interesting thing to point out. Most people assume, well, I want to start a business. I need to go raise venture capital. And that's um, possibly true depending on the type of business you're starting off with. And, you know, let's look at where Veggie Girl is now. I know last year you did raise a, a round of uh, $22 million, I believe, um, with the goals of expanding and going nationwide and, and hopefully coming to New York City very soon. But uh, can you tell me a little bit more about where you are now in that journey? Um, how has your role evolved? And um, and what's next for Veggie Grill? Just so we can kind of close the loop on that one. Uh, sure, sure. So uh, I think uh, you mentioned it, and I think one of the keys to uh, our success and, and my success uh, from an entrepreneurial business standpoint is is knowing what I'm good at and uh, knowing what I'm, I'm not good at and uh, making sure that uh, uh, I build a team around me that supplements uh, my weaknesses and uh, uh, and focus on my strengths and uh, uh, so my what I, the value I brought to, to starting veggie grill was the you know, really identifying this huge need and opportunity, and then architecting the right uh, the right brand, and uh, and then bringing on the right uh, identifying, and then bringing on the right pieces to help uh, bring it all together. And then uh, and then I did uh, I ran uh, ran the company to get us to the point where we were at seven locations. Uh, around uh, Southern California, all doing very well, but knew that, uh, you know, restaurants are hard work, hard, hard work. There's a lot of uh, aspects to running a restaurant chain, growing it, you know, from managing your food costs, your labor costs, your real estate costs. And, uh, and it's, and, and I knew, just knew that uh, to start scaling it uh, to different regions and nationally that, uh, Maybe I could figure it out, uh, but uh, it would be a lot of work, and uh, and and I just uh, felt the right thing, and Kevin as well. We felt the right thing to do is to bring on experienced uh, uh, people to lead that next stage of growth for the company. Uh, and even though it would be great to keep, you know, you know, you, you sacrifice a certain level of control. Uh, we just felt like our vision was to take, create a national uh, and an international brand that would show people how delicious plant-based foods could be. And the right thing to do is to bring on 
the capital and leadership team that knew how to do that in the restaurant world. And so we set out to do that. And luckily we had, uh, we were able to recruit a great uh, restaurant uh, uh, CEO who had, uh, had a track record of scaling concepts. His name was uh, Greg Dollarhide. He kind of took us, he came on when we were at seven locations and, uh, and really did uh, a lot of the work that we didn't know how to do to uh, position us to grow quickly to the 28 we have today and also uh, set up our management team and leadership team. And, and Greg has since moved to a, uh, a board role and uh, brought his successor on, Steve Healy, who became our CEO. He was our COO for two years and then became our CEO uh, last year. And uh, Steve's built up a great team where we now are ready for national expansion and uh and feel great about uh all the different uh uh pieces that we've built uh people who have seen veggie grow from the early days to today have seen our menu expand quite a bit um uh we've got the uh um uh the real estate model that we've we, we we've developed because a key piece of the the restaurant world is picking the right real estate so that you can uh, get the right uh, return on investment and economics that allow you to keep growing. Because uh, um, I think we've all seen some restaurants we loved, especially in the vegan world, that just uh, didn't make it or or just uh, don't grow. And uh, you've got to really, really, really understand the economics of the restaurant world to allow yourself to grow. And uh, so we, we brought on the right people, we've done all the work, and now we are and, and we are poised to, to go across the country. And uh, uh, so uh, a year from now, you'll, you'll see Veggie Grill in, uh, in Chicago and, and hopefully in Boston. And, uh, and as we start landing in those markets uh, and proving that we have a repeatable model, that'll position us to then uh, and then be ready to go to other cities like New York City. And uh, uh, but it takes time, it takes time and effort, and you gotta make sure you go through those proper steps. And uh, uh, and so we feel like uh, we've done that, and that uh, we're positioned well. That's exciting. Now I think um, it also is testament to um, you know co-founders who acknowledge that they've played their role, and now it's it's time to either um, bring on experts who can help scale that uh, original business idea or perhaps take a back seat and and focus your energy somewhere else and i think that takes that also takes a lot of foresight and um and and in some ways the ability to step away and say no i this isn't this isn't necessarily all about me and the business has to grow and be bigger um which which i think you know some some entrepreneurs fail to do at the right time at least um so let's talk about you know where what your focus is now. I know you're still involved in Veggie Grill, obviously. I believe you're still on the board, um, but you've started uh, Power uh, Plant Ventures along with uh, Kevin and a few other partners um, recently. And um, as far as I know, you are the um, Power Plant is the largest fund that's focused on uh, plant-centric businesses. Um, and you've been focused on that in the last few, um, I think you started, what, last year or a year uh, before last? Yeah, we've been focused on it for two, about two years now. Great. And you already have a range of investments. Can you tell me a little bit more about what the focus of that uh, investment fund is? What is plant-centric uh, in, um, businesses and how do you define that? And, and, and who are the companies you're currently invested in? Sure, sure. So... Uh, um, so as as I had mentioned, uh, uh, we uh, at Veggie Grill, Kevin and I both uh, decided uh, uh, that uh, the company was best served by bringing on a, a dedicated management team that uh, knew how to run and grow restaurants, and uh, and so that gave us the freedom to start uh, thinking about uh, uh, leveraging ourselves in other areas and. Uh, one thing uh, we both saw was just, uh, especially over the last five years, the rapid uh, growth and proliferation of plant-based food products. Uh, and we saw a lot of them, uh, a lot of these early stage companies would come to Veggie Grow when they first had products ready. 
uh, and then just through our networks as being some of the early uh, uh, innovators in the plant-based world, uh, you know, a lot of these, we, we, we saw a lot of these companies and, uh, and that's when we started, uh, uh, and these are companies like Beyond Meat and Daya Cheese and, uh, and Gardein and Vega and, uh, you know, just all these great companies. And so we, started thinking, you know, and, and started seeing more and more of them. And so we said, uh, you know, we think the timing is right and it would uh, definitely serve a need out there to start a fund focused on helping uh, to accelerate these, uh, these companies that are uh, making it easy and enjoyable to uh, eat plant-based foods. So that's, uh, that's what we set out to do. And uh, luckily, um, we had enough of a track record in the plant-based food world and food service side of things. Uh, and then, uh, but we knew we were a little bit weak on the, uh, or, or a lot weak on the uh, consumer packaged goods side of it, you know, where you're selling products in, uh, in retail grocery stores and, and, and how to create, uh, a, how to go through the steps and scale a company uh uh, in that business. And so I reached out to a, uh, uh, a friend of mine, Mark Rampola, who was the founder of Zico Coconut Water. And so he clearly was uh, an innovator in the uh, healthy natural beverage uh, space and, and which fits into the consumer packaged good space. And uh, Mark actually lives uh, near me here in LA and uh, became a big fan of veggie grill. And so we knew some people in common and I, I met Mark and uh, he loved veggie grill and he ended up investing. And so we had uh, uh, stayed in touch. And then uh, I knew he had, uh, uh, he ended up uh, selling Zico to Coca-Cola. He had grew it, grown it to about a hundred million in revenue and sold it to Coca-Cola. And, uh, and so I reached out to him and told him about what we were doing with our uh, what we're what we're thinking about doing with the fund, and that we we really would uh, you know need somebody who has expertise on the CPG side of it, and uh, uh, and it was perfect timing because he actually uh, uh, since he had sold Coca Cola was uh, actively investing in natural food companies and is a uh, uh, a huge uh, uh, social impact. Uh, a passionate social impact investor. And when he uh, learned about, uh, and, and he was already leaning uh, towards uh, being a, a plant-based eater. And when, when we sat down and really showed him uh, all of the uh, benefits, he, he bought in very quickly and, uh, um, and, uh, and became a partner in the fund. And, was, and so between Mark, Kevin, and I, uh, and then we had a fourth partner, uh, Dan Beldy, who helped us get the fund started, uh, who had a, a track record in, the, in tech venture capital, but was also a passionate uh, uh, plant-based eater. And he, he uh, reached out to us about this uh, around the time we were starting to think about it. He reached out to us saying that he was thinking about uh, the need and opportunity to start a plant uh plant focused uh, venture fund and uh and so he joined us uh, as a founding partner and and uh so we we did a lot of work figuring out what actually an investment fund uh uh how do you structure it how do you be successful and uh, between dan mark myself and kevin we brought different skill sets and put the pieces together ended up being able to raise money from uh uh, from people who really believed in us and believed in the space. And so we feel, uh, feel great about that. And, and what's been great about it is, is there is a, uh, a, just a amazing amount of innovation and, uh, by a lot of passionate entrepreneurs who are trying to reform the food system and create better products and, uh, and a lot, and this, you know, thanks to your work at Green Planet and a lot of other people out there, the awareness of the benefits of plant-based eating has grown. And uh, these younger entrepreneurs, the millennials, uh, are, who are setting out to do things that are going to create a positive impact for the world and the food side of it are in a large part focused on plant-based solutions. And um, so we're uh, 
uh, we're lucky enough to invest in, in great companies like uh, Beyond Meat and uh, Ripple, uh, Rebel, which is this great uh, uh, kind of botanical milkshake slash frappuccino, uh, Hail Mary, which are these delicious vegan desserts, um, uh, Bean Fields, which are these bean-based uh, uh, chips, and uh, so... Um, you know, you asked about plant centric, uh, and we, you know, that, you know, we ended up, uh, we, we kind of realized, not realized, but determined, Hey, there's going to be companies out there that, uh, maybe are doing a lot of good for making it easy and enjoyable to, to, uh, eat plant-based, but it may not be a hundred percent plant-based. And, uh, and for us to have a successful fund that, uh, creates a good return on investment and allows us to keep doing this, uh, we're probably uh, better served uh, investing in those companies. And and, uh, um, and so, for example, we think Whole Foods does a, a, a huge service to the plant-based world. And, uh, and, so, and so we, you know, using that as kind of one of our uh, filters, we ended up investing in Thrive Market which is a online version of Whole Foods with a Costco membership model that, you know, if you're, you know, starting to eat plant-based and you need help doing that, Thrive Market is a great solution uh, to make it easy and enjoyable to eat plant-based and, and add that convenience in there. So, um, so that's where Plant Center comes in, where, you know, we, we, we gave ourselves the filter of the company has to be, predominantly plant-based and making it easy and enjoyable to eat plant-based. And if it's doing that, then it's something that uh, we would look at. I'm interrupting the interview now to tell you that Thrive Market has a great offer for listeners of this show. They are offering an extra 25% off your first order plus free shipping. Just go to thrivemarket.com slash eatfortheplanet. You can also find that link in the show description and in the show notes. The URL is thrivemarket.com slash eatfortheplanet and you get 25% off your first order plus free shipping by becoming a member today. Thrive Market has all the top healthy, plant-based and organic products that I usually get from a grocery store, but Thrive Market sells them at wholesale prices. On this podcast, we are focused on making food choices that nourish us without starving the planet. Thrive Market makes that incredibly easy by allowing you to search for products based on dietary preferences or values. You can filter your search based on categories like non-GMO, no artificial ingredients, BPA-free, vegan, gluten-free, sustainably sourced, and many more. Thrive Market sells all your favorite healthy products at 25-50% to below retail price and ships it straight to your door. Just go to thrivemarket.com slash eatfortheplanet to become a member today and take advantage of this great offer of 25% off plus free shipping on your first order. The URL is thrivemarket.com slash eatfortheplanet. Now back to the interview. And I think what's really interesting in the last few years is that the majority of the companies that have been health-focused in the food space largely tend to be um, plant-centric or mostly plant-based. And I think that's because, um, A, the science is clear that uh, that way of eating is generally better for you. Uh, B, it that's what people want. And um, C, it also is great for the planet. So p- people know they're doing something positive and is having a positive impact on the world around them. And at this, you know, the stage we are in right now, on planet Earth, we we need focus and solutions, and it's um, and the fact that you can make a choice that's uh, good for me, good for you and good for the world around you just makes it just common sense. At the end of the day, you don't have to you don't have to latch onto a label or anything else to to believe in that. I think that's something everyone should believe in, and that's kind of what we are hoping to do. We've been doing with One Green Planet from the beginning, um, and hoping to do through these conversations is to get people to understand that, you know. Much like you realized in the early days of uh, Veggie Grill, not everyone wants to go to a vegan or vegetarian restaurant because, I don't know, they just feel they're not vegan or vegetarian. How do you create, how do you f- promote the ideas or the food or the 
the solution that that can be adopted by anyone without turning away people who just somehow don't want to adopt a label. And I think that's uh, that's an important step that uh, more people need to be doing with businesses. So what would you say are sort of the some of the more exciting subsegments of uh, the industry that you've invested in? Because it's what I've noticed is you're you're starting to spread across as you said, you work, you invested in companies that are in the CPG space, but I also noticed you have an investment in uh, Square Roots, um, which to me is a, you know, a very fascinating little space where you can focus on the food industry without also focusing on growing food. And I think that, um, can you tell me a little bit more about that investment as well as any other not so known companies that are doing really interesting and exciting things that perhaps you know haven't haven't achieved the mass uh, market uh, recognition, or just haven't done enough promotion yet. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, happy to. And just to kind of uh, finish off on a topic you mentioned, uh, you know, what you've done with One Green Planet um, in terms of the branding of it, uh, or you know, just to make it something people like who can argue with wanting a green planet. Right. And uh, that's kind of what we've done with Veggie Grill. Uh, who can argue with veggies and plant centric? You know, who can argue? You know, if we made it plant based, you know, we may have some people who argue with this. Well, uh, you know, you don't need to be 100 percent plant based. And, and so we just tried to get rid of that argument and just uh, so, to, to, you know, I think uh, that's maybe a key uh, comment out there for people in the space is you know, it, branding is important and uh, you got to come up with the right way to communicate your benefit without alienating people. I agree. I mean, at the yeah. when, just to just to riff on that a little bit, I think when we were starting out, I was, you know, a meat eater my whole life uh, until I, you know, kind of had a bit of an aha moment myself with food and, and its impact on my health and the world around me. And my measure, and it's, I'm not saying it's the most perfect measure, but when we were starting off at least was how come I never thought about this for the years when I ate meat and kind of didn't think twice about my food choices? So with every piece of content we put out there, and you know, if I was, we were a restaurant with every dish or every branding, every menu that we came up with, I would be thinking, how can I appeal to that former me who was mm-hmm. not an activist, who kind of thought the vegan thing was a little strange and weird and, and kind of kind of very niche and, and, and not for me. And um, how is it that I could change and how can I just kind of get people to accept that the ideas behind this are good and the food is good and, um, you know, the, the statistics and the science is clear and, and welcome people in rather than try to, you know, create a bit of a club. And I think, of course, you know, people don't realize what branding is crucial if it's applied to the right things. And Advertising is not a terrible thing. If you can use it well to shape good ideas and promote the right solutions, you can pretty much change the world with that. So anyway, I know I did ask you a question, so I'm going to go back to that. Yep. What are some of your sure. you know, other companies that are doing uh, cool stuff like uh, Square Roots or Terravia, I believe, that um, people may have not heard of? Sure, sure. So uh, um, yeah, so along with kind of the companies, uh, most consumers are familiar with that they see on shelves there's uh there's some real um um innovation happening uh across the food supply chain in terms of how food is produced and uh and it's uh it's great to see that as well and so square roots you mentioned uh they are uh uh producing uh produce in shipping containers and so they've created a uh, hydroponic system. Uh, there's a few other companies that are doing it that are really innovating these uh, urban farms where you can start growing uh, produce. And this applies especially in, in colder climates where you can't produce produce all year round. And so then you have to ship it in and it's not as fresh. And, uh, and so now with this these innovations, you can actually create local fresh produce year round and uh, and square roots which is was uh, co-founded by Kimball Musk and then a great entrepreneur 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 named Tobias uh, pegs is um, 
Um, they've also innovated the business model where they're they've creating the system and then empowering entrepreneurs to run these farms. Uh, so you know what it's almost it's a almost a, like a subway franchise in the food service side. You've got a uh, franchise system empowering local farmers or local urban farmers. And so they've started in Brooklyn, New York, and have a successful first run of entrepreneurs who are have gone through their program and are selling local produce, uh, specifically to uh, the offices in the area. Um, and people are using this; these they're getting the produce is so fresh and juicy and delicious that people in these offices are using them as their snacks. <laughs> Think about that instead of having a, a packaged. Uh, snack you've got fresh veggies as your snack um and uh and so they're starting to take this model uh to other cities and there's a huge and there's a uh a huge uh impact around empowering uh and giving more opportunities to to uh to uh people in these urban areas to actually be farmers and so there's a, a real model around, a model around that as well. So that's a pretty exciting, innovative uh, company. Um, another one that's really innovative and uh, just starting getting ready to come to market is a company called Nutriati, which we just invested in. And uh, it's a great entrepreneur uh, uh, who used to be the head of uh, global R&D and food development at Ben & Jerry's. Um, uh, and, and ironically, and uh, which was under Unilever, and then he moved on to uh, Sabra Hummus, which was owned by PepsiCo, and he was the head of food de product development there, and uh, really dived into the properties of chickpeas, uh, garbanzo beans or chickpeas, and, and started really uh, looking at the food system and how he could make an impact from a sustainability standpoint, and uh, saw an opportunity to uh, leverage these chickpeas uh, to create uh, protein and uh, gluten-free flour that a lot of these product manufacturers and beverage manufacturers use to create their products. And right now they use whey protein, which is an animal-based protein, to add protein supplementation to their products. And uh, uh, and people are starting, you know, the companies that want to be plant-based are using pea protein instead. And pea protein has a has a few uh, apple, yeah, has a little bit of a bitter taste, and uh, it's a great protein and it's used uh, very effectively. But uh, chickpea protein and, and and the way these guys have innovated their uh, development of their chickpea protein concentrate. Uh, allows product manufacturers to do some new things because of its neutral flavor profile and uh, high solubility. Um, and so it's another tool, uh, you know, soy protein, uh, wheat protein, pea protein are the three tools people, these product manufacturers have in the plant-based world. And uh, now they're going to have a, a fourth tool, chickpea protein, which is going to allow all these plant-based companies to, uh, innovate even more so. And so uh, we're very excited about that. And these guys are uh, scaling up their process and, and uh, to get uh, get to market uh, by the end of the year. And, uh, uh, and, they, and so that, you know, there's a lot of areas of this food system that are being um, uh, addressed uh, from the, the farming and the ingredient side to the consumer packaged goods side, all the way to the distribution side uh, and the retail side. And so, uh, um, you know, it's, uh, it's happening. It's really happening. And uh, it's really being driven uh, by both consumers and entrepreneurs. And uh, so we just have to keep accelerating this. Yeah, I mean, if you have to shift, um, if you if you want to shift our reliance rather from animal-based foods to plant-based foods, at least in places where you absolutely have no need for it, where you can replace a, a whey protein with something that is potentially healthier, has the same nutrient, same nutrient content, potent, but not with all the negative impacts that dairy generally carries from it, carries from an environmental standpoint as well as from a health standpoint for some people. So the I think what's interesting to point out is that 
you're seeing opportunities around the entire spectrum of the food industry. This isn't just about plant-based meats and dairy-free milks. Of course, those are the two big sub-segments that get talked about the most, and especially with dairy-free milks. I know you have an investment in, in Ripple. That whole segment, that whole market has exploded in the last few years with what I think 8 to 10% of, of the market share right now uh, in the dairy aisle. And uh, the plant-based meat space is still very early on. I think it's under... It's about 1.25% at the moment of the overall meat market, and there's a long way to go there. But um, there's all these other little opportunities that if anyone's looking to get into the space, um, is interested in being a food entrepreneur, there's pick the passion, pick your specialty, and hopefully you have the right background or partners with you where you can develop an ingredient, you can grow local food, you can... Um, you can enter into the restaurant business. There could be a various ways to kind of enter into the space and then hopefully be part of this larger ecosystem that's uh, slowly chipping away at this terrible model that we have today with our food system. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, um, yeah, we just all have to, you know, do our do do our part and uh, um, and uh, hopefully. Um, yeah, it, it, it's happening and we just need to accelerate it so it happens in a time frame that uh, uh, reduces the damage we're doing right now to the planet as quickly as possible. Um, so one of the things I would love to know more about is if someone's listening, um, they're an entrepreneur or potential or wannabe entrepreneur and are excited about the possibilities here, have a passion for food and plant-based food and reforming our food system from the inside out, what simple advice would you give them um, if they want to succeed or at least have a chance to succeed? Um, yeah, I think uh, one thing, um, you know, passion is a key ingredient, which we talked about. And, uh, uh, and then the next ingredient, I think, uh, people who really need to look at is, is this a compelling solution to a, uh, a large enough need? Uh, that's number two. And then, and, 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 and then you have to then decide, okay, is that, you know, based on how big the need is, is that something you're willing to dedicate your, uh, all of your efforts for the foreseeable future towards, um, and so, you know, not uh, you can you can be the most passionate person in the world, and you know, solve a need uh, for a, you know have a compelling solution to to a need, but it could be a, a very small market. You know, you just you know, there's some business fundamentals that you need to then make sure you're looking at with open eyes, and uh, and then once you have those open eyes and you've identified what what you're going after and you think that it's worth trying to climb that mountain, uh, I think that then start climbing, right? The next step is you start climbing and you figure out uh, all the things that you need to do. Uh, you know, by climbing, you start seeing what, how far you can get yourself. What, what are the key uh, tools you need to help you get up that mountain and uh, resources you need and, uh, um, so that, that's kind of how I would look at it. You know, make sure you have the passion. Make sure you you have a compelling enough solution uh, to a large enough need, and then start start to start climbing that mountain. And then look, yeah, yeah. It's just get started. At the end of the day, people tend to either overthink things or um, assume that you know maybe a perfect business plan will be the answer. Of course, you need to do your research, and as from your experience. It's very clear that you put a ton of time researching, assessing whether it was even a good idea, even though you had a passion for it. But if the solution wasn't great, it kind of wouldn't make any sense. You'd probably fail and that effort could have been put somewhere else. So once you've kind of tested that out, it's just getting to it. And sometimes it's just um, sticking to it and <laughs> sticking to it long enough when I can tell I can only speak from my experience when when I sh decided to do this uh, and focus on and building a media company that's going to talk about food and focus on vegan recipes and plant-based food and making the environmental connection. Much like your experience, people thought I was a little 
crazy, frankly, to be to be yeah. taking that kind of a diversion in my career overall uh, and focusing on something that I was passionate about. And, you know, sometimes those journeys can lead down paths you don't want to go. So I think at the end of the day, entrepreneurs have to also be uh, pretty realistic on what their goals are. Do you want to build a hundred million dollar company? Do you want to just make sure you work on something that you love and that provides enough for you and your family? Those are considerations too, because not everyone's going to have that scalable business model or product that's going to have wide acceptance. And that's okay, as long as that's not what you're looking for. So you know, I think that advice is great that you provided. I think people just need to think through a few things and then just get started. That's simple. Yep, yep. No, I would uh, echo that 100%. And uh, you got to figure out yeah, what... Uh, what mountain you want to climb and uh, how tall, how tall it is. And, and uh, if it's the right mountain and, and you get to the top, it's a great, you know, it's worth the journey. And, uh, and even the journey itself is, is rewarding. Uh, and uh, so I agree with you a hundred percent. Great. So in terms of where you are now, I know you're focused obviously on power plant and you're still uh, involved in veggie grill and, um, that's of course something you started with uh, Kevin, so you're you're always going to be connected and passionate about that. Where do you see your journey heading next? Um, if there is a next at the moment, or you're just you're just too busy with what you have on your plate, uh, where do you see that going? And uh, and what would you ideally like to also get involved in? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, if you would ask me, uh, I guess thirteen years ago. Uh, if I, that question, I never would have answered, uh, uh, running, owning, starting and owning a vegan restaurant chain. So, uh, um, but, uh, now I do know that, uh, I enjoy solving big problems that have big impact and, uh, and make the world a better place. And so, uh, I think that will be the overarching guide of what I do. And obviously we all believe in the benefits of plant-based foods and, and, and the impact that's having. And, uh, uh, and, and I feel great about doing things in the space and continuing to be, be of service to the space and making an impact in the space, however I can. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's, you know, I certainly will do that as long as I can uh, have a, have the impact at the same time. There's a lot of people doing a lot of great things. So, you know, what's great is this space has taken off and is going to keep going. Uh, and so, you know, another area I've been looking at a little bit with my uh, partners is uh, social impact. How do we continue to add more social impact into the fiber of uh, uh, businesses and capitalism? And my partner, Mark, has been a big uh, proponent of that. Uh, and uh, so we're starting to look at uh, look at that aspect of, uh, of businesses. Uh, they'd obviously be company. You know, we wouldn't do anything that was not uh, plant centric in terms of if we did something in the food area. But we're starting to think about how we layer in uh, a social impact into the fiber of some of these businesses. So. I think that's great that you're thinking about that. And that's a question I often ask a lot of um, investors is, all right, we're switching from this to that, but what's preventing us from then recreating or making new mistakes? And of course, we're going to make mistakes. But if you aren't thinking about what those impacts are right now, uh, we're going to have a tougher time undoing this new industry that we're creating. Because if you look back maybe, what, 50, 60 years, and we knew that our food system was going to turn out the way it did, I'm sure some people, I'm not maybe not all of them, some people would have made a few different decisions. So um, the fact that you're doing that, I think, is, is commendable. And, and hopefully, hopefully we can learn more about that down the line as you do exciting new things. Um, but you already got so much on your plate that uh, I'm sure we can, we can keep talking for another hour if, if, uh, if we had that much time today. But uh, so I'll end on that note. I think it's really... I'm really excited to have had this chance to even talk to you, to learn about the background, about Veggie Grill, to people listening to the show who 
are interested in entering the space or are just excited about what's going on, uh, definitely keep up with what power plant ventures are doing, or at least some of their companies in their portfolio. And uh, hopefully this conversation today has provided some insight into what it takes to build a big successful business in the space and then start to see new opportunities that are not just pie in the sky ideas, but are real solutions to the very clear problem we're facing with uh, our food system and the environment. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate uh, uh, you having me on and all of the great work you're doing, and uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Same here, and I hope to stay in touch and uh, hopefully get a chance uh, to work on some things in the future. And that would be, I look forward to that. That'd be great. You've been listening to Eat for the Planet with Nil Zacharias. If you enjoyed this conversation and would like to show your support, please subscribe to the show and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about how Eat for the Planet can help your brand or organization develop the right strategy, implement scalable operations, and grow responsibly, visit EFTP.co. That's EFTP.co. Let's rise up to the challenge of transforming our food system. Thank you for listening. The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com